0: Grand evening, my love bugs. Today is Friday, November 25th, and it's 7, 18 p.m. Um, on this episode, we're going to be breaking down the story of Nefertiti um, and just go from there and find out what we find out. I know that she has connections with one of my past lives, Amunet, and my father, Akhenaten. I did an episode on us before within the Tower of Babel, the hidden story. Um, If you guys didn't hear that, go ahead and listen to that because it could tie into this in some type of way. I'm going to go into Nefertiti's side of what happened a little bit more. She was my stepmom during the time. Um, She was married to my... She wasn't like my actual mother. She was married to my dad. She was a younger bride of his. They had children of their own together. Um, And in the story, if you guys remember, um, I got tricked. There was like a dark energy that was coming over this world. And I got tricked through divination to kill my own little brother in order to um, win power of being a pharaoh. But it's like, um, if you guys listen to the Tower of Babel episode, in the past life, it didn't make any sense to do that. Because it was a newborn and I was like already well off in my age. So either way it went, I still would have ruled in time before this child was even old enough to rule. Um, So yeah, let's just figure out what this is. I can say already before we really break into it, um, Nefertiti's full name. um, And she has a sister as well. So Nefertiti has an identical twin sister. Her name is Mut Benret. And Nefertiti's name is um, Nefer Nefer Aratin Nefertiti so she was basically just you know married to my dad and the thing that was going on around this time is that he was promoting a form of um, monotheism he was probably like the first monotheistic um, I guess person on this planet or like trying to get people to understand that he was a god Um, It kind of makes sense on my teachings in today's time and me carrying on my father's past life legacy and getting everybody to understand that we are the gods walking um, amongst everyone on this planet. Um, If you guys don't understand that, I broke that down with the numbers 777 and 666 and the true meaning of that on one of the Hebrew Decoded episodes. You're just going to have to go back and listen because I can't remember exactly which one. So, let's just jump into it and see what's going to be said. I'm not going to hold you. This is a past life of mine, but um, this, I've never done a reading asking Nefertiti about things. So, it's going to be very different from what I've already discovered about my past life. But a lot of my karma and things that I've been going through in this um, current lifetime that I had to heal through and fix and all that kind of stuff... Curses and all that, it came from this lifetime, so yeah. Um, I'm seeing that she's telling me that, um, she was born when she was born, um, she was born through a time where there was like. Wow. It's kind of picking up that she was, this is stemming from the last story. So it's like going on from the 12th century to the 13th dynasty, excuse me, from the 12th dynasty that we just left off with the plague with Moses and everything. And remember I said that um, they picked this certain group of nine people to restart the next Chapter the 13th dynasty. Um, she was born during that time and she was raised up during that time. Her mother and father were the ones that were picked. So, her dad was a formal firm uh, excuse me, firm, former <laughs> my old country ass. Her dad was a former um soldier and he made it out the plague and he was chosen to actually be the next emperor his mother also was chosen to be the next queen she hit her her mother was the one in charge of growing um the blue lotus flowers that's that you know held on to the last people as long as possible for them to like you know stay high and drunk throughout that time as long as possible throughout the plague her mom was the one in charge of growing it and her dad was a former um warrior so this is why they were both chosen to be the next king and queen the next king and queen of the 13th dynasty um I've kind of gotten in a habit where when it's with certain ones that I'm looking up on Google, the numbers are all wrong, so I'm just not going to pay attention to that. The numbers, it says something about, like, the 1300s, basically, or, like, you know. But then at the same time, it said the 18th dynasty, so I'm just not going to pay attention to that anymore. I'm just going to go based off what the gods are telling me. And this is literally the next dynasty her mother and father were... Chosen because he was a very strong soldier um, turned next emperor. And she was the one that created or, like, grew the blue lotus flower, was teaching them about it. She was a healer. So, that's how they were able to escape this plague. Yeah. They were also chosen by the gods is something that it wasn't just like because of them being a strong soldier and the person that did this it was like the high priestess at the time um Neferupata she seen it in a dream exactly which two to, to um, elect to be the next rulers of the next dynasty hmm. I see that they had a pair of identical twin sisters um which was... I said her name earlier. It's a little harder to say. Hold on. Mut Benret and Nefertiti. I do see that they have enlarged skulls. It This enlarged skull thing actually came from a new way of doing things. So, not all... Beings or all people in Egypt had these enlarged skulls. If you guys have ever had babies before, um, you would know that you have to shape the skulls of the babies in order for them to kind of have the heads that we all have today. So they um, literally like allowed the shape to be exactly how babies' heads are when you first push them out to anybody that has had kids. So if we in today's time did not you know, shape our baby's head, um, they would probably have enlarged skulls because of her, like the crowning process and when they're coming out of um, the woman's womb. So she's explaining to me like that's actually why they had the enlarged skulls. But in that time, their her mother and father chose to do that because she felt like um, it would allow more knowledge to be able to, you know, enter the brain during that time. Um, they were not cursed when it came to any anything, they avoided all of that stuff. They also understood now the balance of peasants, royalty, classism, and things like that. That the gods did not want anybody moving into this next life that were gonna step on anybody's toes involving money and things like that. Her mother and father actually were in love um, when they left here. So you know how I was saying in the last story that um, a lot of people just had to like quickly marry people because of the plagues. And they didn't want to be alone in the next lifetime when they reincarnated. They were already together as a healer and a warrior Um, in this past life. They met when they were younger. They didn't have any babies though until they made it to safety and they made it out of the plagues. They also, um... They had a new way of writing or they had to wait to hire um or teach others about how to write the hieroglyphs. So, like I said, when they were trying to get established, it took a little minute for them to get established. Um... They did have starving times on the water as they were traveling. There wasn't as much fish at some point in time, obviously, because the fish were dying. There wasn't as much fighting the crocodiles because all of those things were dying. Um, There was a point in time that they did have to survive off the tinctures for a little bit um, with the blue lotus tinctures. They didn't travel with any scrolls. They didn't have to fight off any lions or anything like that. Because a lot of these um, animals were on the other part that they left going through plagues. When they did get to safety, um, and the six people got to safety that were left on the boats, they went to another kingdom and immediately established everything. The mother got pregnant and had the twins Nefertiti and Muttbernet. They began building as much as possible, putting things together quick. Um, I see that they were building homes. Like, I think when I left off, it was like they could have been living somewhere in a hut or like a tent or something that was just like quick. And from that, um, it's like he built the dad or not just the dad, because there was like other people too. They could have had like builders and stuff with them. They got busy working on building her as a woman. She was really gifted with the mother. She was really gifted with growing and um, gardening. So she she got to work with gardening. Um, she immediately got pregnant so that they can continue on the legacies and bring more people into this world yeah um they began building like i guess a palace or a home for everybody to live in she was now um in another part of egypt so like the middle egypt so there's like upper middle and lower egypt um i don't know if you guys know that but like I don't even remember if I mentioned this before, but, like, a lot of that area that's just Egypt right now, it's so much bigger than that. Like, part of Iraq, Iran, Persia, um, and, like, different countries all up in between there was all upper, lower, middle Egypt and stuff. It was, like, spread out. So that's why sometimes there's, like, tombs and temples and stuff found in other countries. This is why, because it was, like, it was way bigger. Like, Egypt wasn't just that little corner it was way bigger like pretty much most of the top of um africa was all egypt at one point in time so now they're in what is considered like middle egypt they had a certain tribe that was a little different from them the people there were a little lighter like they were a little lighter skinned they were a little bit darker skinned coming from a certain part of egypt um They got along with them, they understood what was going on. Um, they the mom was like gardening, she was selling blue lotus flowers and fertility, um, fertility like teas and herbs and things like that at the market. Um, at first, beauty products, oils, spiritual things like that, um, stuff for her hair, stuff for her skin. She was able to, like, grow berries and food and fruits and, like, also make things out of it to, like, help. She was a healer. She was able to, like, help your skin, your womb, your body, um, and all that kind of stuff like that. So, she had, like, multi-talented. She was very, very beautiful as well. She took her talents, and when the men was building the castles and stuff, and they were kind of, like, living in a hut until everything was built up, um, she was earning their keep they came there with a certain amount of gold to um buy land from the people that already lived there so it's like okay um we're kind of intruding this is what happened you know what i'm saying like we're kind of intruding on your land they can't just come there and start purchasing and stuff remember i said that a lot of the people like three people on the boat had to die because they were trying to sneak and take some of the gold and use it for themselves um like i said if they would have done that then it's like we wouldn't be able to buy land as a whole because it's like we need this land so now we can roll over it. You know what I'm saying? So the people there and and turn for them to allow them to, like, grow, sell at the market, um, build new palaces and stuff like that, they had to give these people gold, so they did. Um, and that also established a new way of life as well because it's like, Um, I don't know if they didn't have a queen living there, but it was kind of just like a village. It was just kind of like a village of people. I don't think they really had like royalty or anything like that. So they're seeing gold kind of for the first time. Um, and then she's coming there with all these herbs and all these things. So it's like a new way of life. They didn't have a, they did have a seer, but what is this? Maybe the mom is the seer. The mom spiritual. She was spiritual. She was everything. I'm not going to hold you. She was a little bit of everything. Um, she was a seer and everything like that. She also seen that... Um, I don't think this part of Egypt that they were now establishing understood what priestess was and spirituality and um, foresight was. So she didn't really mention that. They didn't have any music before. Whoever this, these people were, they were, um... I don't know if they were of a different culture. If they were just, like, the outsiders, or... I don't know. But they didn't have any music. They didn't have any culture. They've never seen horses before with, like, you know... Royal horses, the blue lotus flower, different healing herbs, tinctures, spices, and things. This was, like, a whole new way of life. So they kind of brought, like, civilization there. The king... I'm saying her dad only produced them two. Only the twins. He produced the twins. um, And then that was like it for him. It wasn't a curse though. It was just like destined for him to only have the twins. Um, So it wasn't like he got plagued or anything like that. It was because they were very gifted twins. Nefertiti and Mnretti. Um, I see that along with all of the gifts and trinkets and cultures and things that they came with to this new area that they're building in, her mom and dad were um, giving things to Ra. The sun came back out. So they're feeling like, okay, um, we've seen lots of dark nights, dark days. But in this area, when they got there and they started to build, Um, It's it's almost like they were building under the moon for a while. So with the plagues, it was like an eclipse. And an eclipse is just like a black sky. There's no sun. There's no moonlight. There's nothing like that. So then it's like over time when they actually like landed, found this land, um, found the people that were there, gave them types of gold and trinkets and things so that they can start building on their land. Um, Soon after that, the moonlight came out. So then it was, like, a full moon for a while, but it was no sun still. Then I see after the twins were born, um, and, like, they had their first tower built, for real, and they were able to, like, live in this palace. Then that's when the sun god, Ra, showed himself again, and it was like they were giving thanks because they felt like, you know, we're still breaking the curse at this point in time. So they were like, okay, we're still breaking it. We still haven't seen that the gods are happy about what we're doing yet. So when the sun god Ra came up one morning again, it was like, it was a big moment for them. They were probably crying and hysterical and just happy because it's like, wow, okay, everything we did was right. But this was after she had her twins. They are working very hard. Um, They had to um, also make deals with the people that were there before and you know they had a, a a baby goat that they were traveling with and the baby goat now became a full goat and it was a female so they had to um get that goat to make with their goat so they can have more um more you know what I'm saying like more goats so that they can have milk, food, things like that. Um this came about when rock came about. It was like some type of sign for like okay now this Um, this baby lamb is now a goat and it's old enough to like start to, um, procreate again. So it was like, they were seeing themselves coming out of dark times slowly, but surely, um, every day they went out and made an offering to the sun god Ra to keep him happy. If anybody got out of line or, you know, they felt like anything was getting hard. They had like certain worship times or certain times that, um, they were going worship him and not work anybody too hard. Even even though like the people that they came across, they were different colors than them. They didn't make them feel like oh you're less than me, you're more than me. They made sure that everybody was really equal. People rested, um, people worked. Everything was like really fair. They were like kind of walking on eggshells because they were scared of the plague that they just left behind. I'm gonna pause it here. kind of stressed that, like, (laughs) if anything went wrong, if they weren't sharing equally and not being fair in any type of way, they were afraid that, like, um, they was gonna get fucked up by these plagues again, so they were, like, walking on eggshells with the gods, they were, like, prancing them a lot, giving lots of offerings, treating the animals right, um, I see that they had, like, maybe one or two horses that was riding with them, um, they took care of them, made sure that they were decked out in, like, you know, feathers and gold, and different things like that, even though the queen was the queen, she didn't walk around like, I have all this money, I'm doing this, it's like everything was fair. Um, They were constantly crying, they are really sad because they were probably having dreams and visions about, um, dreams and visions about everything that they left behind just to remind them. But I see that they were playing to the gods and doing certain forms of magic. If they were going through any depression, the people that came before that, if they were going through any depression, she was using the Blue Lotus tincture to kind of, like, help them. It's not like, in the last story, it was like that was all they had to constantly hide. But it was like if they had moments during depression um, because of everything they left behind, you know, nightmares and things like that. They would um, do some type of ceremony, give an offering to the sun god Ra, and take some blue lotus as a form of, like, healing their depression. This is something that she was really good at. She was really good at... um, Nefertiti's mom was, like, really good at a lot of things. Um, They also... She also was, like, a seer. And she seen that, um, as far as, like, Doth and... Um, Like, judgment went that they weren't on the bad end of judgment anymore. So, it was, like, more of a mental thing. It's, like, PTSD, basically. So, like, I'm guessing she's trying to explain to me that Blue Lotus could, like, help heal, like, PTSD, depression, anxiety, things like that. Because um, there was a lot of mental things going on with them after that. It was, like, they were tripping. They were scared. And it's, like, at the same time, they were not on the bad end they were doing good but it's like there's a lot of trauma a lot of nightmares and stuff um they didn't drink wine for a minute and they didn't make wine for a minute because they were um kind of just okay with that um blue lotus i'm seeing they also didn't see any um wild hair or snakes for a while because that's all that it was like The stuff that they were on that boat having to do to survive, they kind of, like, strayed away from that for a while because it was like, okay, we're tired of this. We're tired of eating the same stuff. All they were eating was wild snakes and wild hair. All they were um, able to do was drink, like, wine and, like, whatever water that they had. All they were able to do was certain things, but it's like when it came to the Blue Lotus, they took it in certain portions Only when they had to heal things. So they would come to her. She was more than just a queen. Um, She was more so like a healer all around. And she was a seer too. Um, They started to create instruments. Or like, you know, the people that were there... Um before they didn't know anything about music so they brought music to them when they came to their environment after they were building, like after they got all the buildings kinda established and they're working hard at that so that there's like a palace and um they probably helped them upgrade whatever huts they were in before. Like so now they have more of a structured home. Um, there wasn't laughter for a while, everybody was really hurting, but they were trying not to be greedy or nothing like that, like Um, The kids were really young, so they didn't have any toys. So, it was, like, they were kind of busy on, like, making stuff that would um, help bring Joy back into the place again. So, she noticed that, like, these people didn't have music. Where she, um, where they were coming to, they didn't have music. So, it was, like, she, um, after they got in building, she taught them how to build the certain harps to the duke the um, Egyptian flute and stuff like that and like play the music that they're used to. So it's like um, it's, she's introducing this other culture to what they were used to doing. I see that Nefertiti and Mut Benret, her sister, her twin sister, As they got older, they were really into dancing and having fun and things like that. Um, They had dolls built for them now again. um, They didn't know anything about the death because their parents were pretty young when they got there. And they actually, like, had them when they were actually on this land. So they didn't know anything about that. It was kind of like they were just free. They were just having and enjoying life. I do see, like, they did... um, come up on some cats and they seen it as a sign of like wow like all of the gods are starting to return to us um they haven't seen these animals in a while and it was kind of like out of the norm like they haven't seen a bird in a while so now they're starting to see more birds now they're starting to see cats and now they're starting to see like you know different animals um yeah different animals that it was like um, the gods were sending them as like a spiritual clue to let them know that they were doing the right thing so now everything's established and there's like royalty there's hierarchies and stuff but there's no distreatment of the people that have less than everybody was kind of equal to at that time within like love and money and things like that so it was a very fair place that they're running they were establishing a lot of, like, palaces. So, the Middle um, middle Kingdom, or, like, Middle Egypt was very, like, beautiful. It was more than just, like, you know, in today's time, it just kind of seems like everything's like that sandy brown color. It was like they um, had paints and colors and, like, dyes, and they were, like, painting um, the palaces to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was different patterns and colors and, like, sculptures and things like that. Um, this was something that, like, the world has never seen before because they're mixing two cultures. So, I don't know what culture they stumbled upon, but it's like, um, whatever culture they stu- stumbled upon, they've never seen these colors before. Um, and it was kind of like the 12th Dynasty. When they traveled down to Middle um, Egypt, the people in Middle Egypt never heard music before. They'd never seen these colors before. they never seen this. And it's like now they're kind of just like being a part of these people. They were just kind of like less fortunate. Um, so, in a way, it was like when they were following the birds, it was like um, in a way they were following the falcons. And it was Horus, um, the, the sky god, that led them to these people. Because it was kind of like these people were just, like, there. They didn't know anything about happiness, laughter. I'm not saying they were just, like, sad as fuck. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? You know when you hear a song, it brings you joy. Um, You have dolls for your kids. You have different forms of entertainment, beauty, makeup. They didn't experience anything like that before. If you guys even see, like, um, the statue of Nefertiti as she got older... It was like even her statue of her was like colored. It was like different colors, her crown and the gold. I think they use a certain crystal to um, make up like the pupils of her eye on her um, on her statue as well. So it's like they've never seen this before. Um, so it's like they were led to these people to show them a new way of life. So it's like they gave them color. They gave them pizzazz and things like that. These people were kind of just, like, hidden. They were just, like, a hidden people. I don't know why, but they just were. They could have also been there for a while because it's, like, they could have got kicked out of other, like, like I said, there's, like, upper, lower Egypt, different regions and stuff, so they could have been, like, the ones that were exiled, and, like, generations later, they're just there, and it's not like they felt judgment or anything like that. It was just, like, they didn't really have anybody to rule over them. Yeah, so I see um, Isis and Horus, her son, spiritually, they led them there to bring balance and beauty there, to teach them about the gods a little bit more. Yeah, to teach them about the universe, the way things work, um, spirituality. Like I said, they didn't even understand what a seer was, a prophet, a high priestess was. They've never experienced these things before. They never even seen gold. They were just kind of like living. They didn't fight with other people. They didn't have war, but they also never had a king or a queen. So just like you know, perfect timing, divine timing. Yeah, I see that Nefertiti's dad. He never ruled in the way that um, Amen and Amenhotep the third ruled. That caused this plague in the first place. He never ruled like that. He actually stayed young for a while because of the way he ruled. His throne was very fancy, different colors, different... um, It's like they brought some stuff from... They brought some stuff, some traditions and stuff from the previous place. But, like, the egotistical, the, you know, the fucked up stuff they left behind. The culture, the colors, the way of life... How they would, like, design and make gold and, like, um, their chess pieces and, like, things like that. It's, like, they brought that kind of stuff. Their colors and things like that. Um, The people there, they didn't know how to read or write hieroglyphs. So they had to teach them. Yeah the king actually taught them how to, um, scroll, how to scribe and things like that so that they can read the scrolls. So there was, like, education going on so that they can learn. So these people, it's like, I don't know how long they were there, but it was like they could have been shunned or kicked out. Um, or it could have even been, like, the people that... They could have been there for generations because it's like... In the Moses story, I say he was the fourth one. So there was, um three other ones and I was asking the gods like excuse me like did they want me to like go back and do his you know like his dad's dad's dad to the first I'm in the first and they were just like no basically because it's like they all ruled like that and Moses was the one that was not of the bloodline that was supposed to break it so it kind of would have been a repeat story not that they ever had plagues, but it's like they just kept passing down the generational curses to each other. They kept slaves, they kept ruling it in a certain way. So it would have been a kind of a repeat story leading up to the story of Moses, right? So, um, since that was about like 300 years of doing this type of stuff, um, and then by the time the fourth generation came with Moses, it ended. So, these people that are there, they were the ones that were exiled from, um, like, generations ago, like 300 years ago. So now, it's like, I'm not saying these people are 300 years old, but it's like, these are the offspring of these three generations. So, there's no culture, there's no music, there's no love. And they, they were already peasants when they kicked them out and expelled them or, you know, exiled them. And they had to go and find land. So now it's like, they're coming up upon these people, they look a little different, because um, they have been separated from everybody for so long, and it's like, they're reintroducing their culture. So it's almost like, um, you know, like, let's say you're from Mexico or something, and you like, lived in, I don't know, United States your whole life, and it's like, now you're traveling and you're going back to mexico you're going to have to learn their way of spanish it might not be the americanized way of spanish that they teach in school it might be like some ancient aztec or mayan spanish um or like you know their language so it's like oh wow you know, it's not coma Estas. It's like, it's this way. Oh, wow, we have maracas. We have this type of music. And it's like, oh, we do this, we do that. So they would have had to learn everything all over again because the generations um, and teachings and stuff got lost. They didn't even know to pray to the gods and stuff. They didn't know how to read or write um, papyruses, scrolls, um, um, hieroglyphs, and things like that. So it was like, they were just teaching them all over it was really cool so they were teaching them not only like how to read and write and do things like that but they were also teaching them about like medicine how to heal how to be doctors healers things like that um warriors like warrior school so there was enough of them to like establish land and be like okay if you want to be a warrior you can be a warrior if you want to be a scriber and into like knowledge and things like that you go here Um, But I'm pretty sure everybody had to, like, learn how to, like, read and write the hieroglyphs. If you wanted to be into beauty products, you can do this. So, it's, like, they were kind of just, like, allowing them to choose what they wanted to be into. And the king actually taught them stuff and the queen taught them stuff. So, they were, like, actually involved in their community a lot more than just, like, oh, go fetch me this, go fetch me that. It was, like, no, we're actually a part of this community. So... Yeah, I'm gonna pause it here. So I see. Also, they brought them just culture, music, sports. They were teaching them how to fish how to row, javelin throwing, boxing, wrestling, weightlifting, gymnastics. They had, like, little board games and stuff that they were doing. Um, archery, um, tug of war, different things like that. How to, like, drive or, like, steer a, um, a chariot. Because it's, like, it's more than just a horse. You got to kind of, like, steer the horse, tell them when to speed up, do different things like that. They didn't have any of those things. So they literally, like brought them out of the dark ages in a way and like gave them culture it was like a equal thing like a win-win situation for everybody um the gods led them to these people because it's like in a way it's like if you really think about it it's like divine intervention like you guys were trying to find new land and then it's like it's healing a generational curse in a whole nother level as well because it's like these are the same people that maybe like 300 400 years ago their their um ancestors were kicked out and exiled and shunned from all of these beautiful things about this culture so even though these were the same people they look different these are the same culture they were just like the exile so they never got to do sports and this and that and that and it's like as the time went on they weren't reading or writing or building or doing anything music dancing dolls perfume nothing beautiful that um, Egypt is known for it. they weren't doing that so it's like now another way to break the curse as well is the God set them up in a way to find them and to introduce them to this again so that the ones that were like left behind forgotten exile they can also be introduced to it again so it's another way of breaking like curses from what this um I mean in that the first second third all did so that's why like Moses' sacrifice was so big because it's like you, you gotta see it on like hella different levels you know what I'm saying they brought them wealth and things like that um I see that they really got skilled in practicing with um chariot riding fighting um with swords and things like that while um on chariots like you know war tactics and stuff like that how to um make swords and daggers and Spears and, like, um, practicing like that, so the warriors were, like, really doing their thing in case they had to defend themselves. Um, the women, they were focused on beauty, but not so much as, like, um, of a big deal, because they didn't want to feel like, oh, I'm better than you, or I'm more beautiful than you. Um, I see the twins at that point in time, they were, like, the only twins at that point in time. The Sun God Rob, blessed them to bring beauty to this world by dancing, um, having fun, playing music, showing what, like, different beauty standards look like. So, like I said, where they came from before, they had a different technique style that they um, didn't want to bring to this new world. So, the mom did not shape their heads when they were born. So, that's why Nefertiti and her sister had elongated skulls. Um, so, I don't know if that was, like, you know how, like, certain, um, certain, uh, mummies and stuff that they're digging up and they find them and they're like, oh, they had elongated skulls, like, were they aliens and all this little theories and stuff that you'll see on Google? It's like, no, they just felt like this was a new form of beauty. This was a new way of, um, beauty. And if you see Nefertiti's um, statue, she has like this crown that's on her head that fits the shape of her elongated skull. So it was just showing them a different way of life, a different standard of beauty. That's really it. So it's like after that, everybody else born after these twins, they wanted to look like them. So if there was a time period and they were finding these mummies that they shouldn't be finding, this is why their skulls are like that because um, Nefertiti and Mudbin Red were, like, the new ideal beauty. The mom really did it because she wanted um, them to be, like, smarter, wiser, just look a little different. Yeah. I see that they had lots of ceremonies under the moon. They um, were very fair when it came to, like, truth and justice. Um, they spoke their truth. They did, like magic together i guess or like healing magic together like um how can i explain it's like sitting under the moon maybe having like bonfires or something like that having different ceremonies that they would due to bring more change having meetings to see what they can change and make better um everybody was involved the security didn't really have to like you know like before on the last story it was like the security was like captive captive capturing um prisoners if they were like peasants and they were like thought to be stealing or doing stuff and then feed them to the lions or like do something really fucked up kick him out exile them. it was like they didn't really have a need to police I guess like police over their own people because everybody was like fair if there was something that was not right or they felt like weird about it then when they would have their like midnight ceremonies or whatever they would do under the moon's It was, like, um, they were able to, like, hash it out and, like, get to the bottom of it and, like, be fair in that. Yeah, so nobody had, like, sleepless nights. They're, like, trying to figure out, like, what's the problem? If you feel like somebody has more than you, let's talk about it and, like, let's figure out a way to fix it. They would have, like, a lot of um, um, talks and stuff, drinking wine at some point in time. This is when they would drink wine. This is when they would um, take the lotus flower tincture And, like, kind of be, like, high. (laughs) They kind of, like, be high and, like, a little drunk and a little buzz and, like, have fun, play music with each other, figure out ways to, like, balance out stuff, um, bond. It was, like, a healing ceremony. Like, okay, what's the problem? Let's talk it out. Everybody's high, everybody's drunk. They're kind of like, oh, man, my bad. I love you. Like, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was, like, healing sessions. That was a way that um, the mom was, like performing her magic she is like almost like it's kind of reminding me of like you know how like people go on like ayahuasca trips and like you know shrooms and they'll take like little drugs and get into their feelings and like be friendly with people and like seeing things from a different perspective it was kind of like that so she would host these ceremonies it's like deep healing ceremonies like shamanic is what I'm picking up she was like shamanic they're like shamanic healing ceremonies would have candles lit and like bonfires and all that kind of stuff going on and they would kind of like tap in with the cosmos and like you know they wouldn't kill anybody or hurt anybody they would just kind of get to the bottom of it there was probably like um the parents the adults they would have like sex rituals and stuff like that kind of like an orgy i'm not saying like everybody slept with everybody but i mentioned this a long time ago in the tower of babel when it came to like um, sacred prostitution. Prostitution was a thing back in the day. In ancient Egypt, it just is not like what modern day prostitution is like when people just sleep with people for money and all sorts of people and doing all this kind of shit. It was more so like somebody in the village or the group was not shy to have sex in front of other people. So when they're doing rituals and they're giving offerings to the gods, um, they're surrounded by these group of people, they're high, they're drunk. And, like, um, they're having sex in front of other people. So, that was happening as well. Um, it looked like it was something that was, like, more so only for the adults. They were now trying to figure out, like, um, who was the neighboring. Yeah, these were, like, the younger um, females. Like, they're not, like, kids, but it's, like, old enough to have sex. And them and their partner having sex in front of the king and queen and the gods and, like, doing this whole ritual and shit. Um, if they were going through, like, material troubles, they would do this as well. I see that they were trying to figure out a way together as a group as well. It wasn't just, like, sex and getting high and stuff. They were talking about ways of, like, how they can bring in more fortunes. Because right now, at this point in time, they were just kind of, like, making their own gold. They were making all their stuff. But it was, like, um, we need to start trade again. Because that's what, um, was making the other part of Egypt thrive. Was, like, trading with other places. Um... So they were trying to figure out, like, how come nobody trades with them or, like, what's going on. So it's almost like you're, you know, you're setting up shopping a new place and you're like, oh, like, who can I have as, like, a business partner? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if, if, for example, in modern day time, if you got a restaurant or something like that and somebody has a bar across the street or, like, a wine, I'll say, like, a wine tasting place and you have, like, a restaurant. And it's like, hmm, how can I work with my neighboring business to bring in more people type of thing? So, they were trying to figure out, like, if that, anything like that is around here like that. And, like, how we can, like, collaborate with them so that we can bring in more money, more people into our place. So, it's not just us. Um, because if they just kept making gold and they would eventually run out of materials to make gold. Because if you know how to make gold, you can turn lead, like, lead that you write with pen, pencils. You can turn lead lead into gold. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, after a certain point in time, when you're running out of that, and you just have all this gold, it's like, there's nothing coming in and out, there's no trade, there's no, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's gonna end up just like, being stagnant, as far as how much money you guys have, if there's no business going. So they were trying to figure out like, how come this never happened before? But like, I'm guessing it's because they didn't have any culture, so they didn't know they can grow this and turn this into a tincture they didn't know they can make you know they didn't know they can make products and stuff and also they didn't have any chariots or anything like that to get them back and forth um around this time now they're like the horses are having sex so the horses are having ponies and the ponies are growing up so now it's like okay we built these chariots we're teaching people let's see um where we can travel and see if we can find people to trade our goods. So the only reason why this wasn't happening before that they were there is because when um, the generations before them were put out, they were put out without anything. So they had to like walk there or like, you know what I'm saying? Like they were just shunned. So they didn't have anything. Nobody was really fucking with them. They didn't have any talents to make market stuff, to sell in other places to trade. So... That's why it was just stagnant. So they talked about things like that as well. And how to, like, perfect their craft. How to perfect their business. Um, how to get stuff on boats. And get stuff on chariots. And, like, go and find different towns and, like, speak about things. This is something that the mom seen um, as being, like, a high priestess, that um, if they don't start to do stuff like that, then it's, like, they're... They're... Uh, kingdom would like amount to nothing financially because like I said you can only make so much gold but if it's sitting there it's just like it's just sitting there stagnant yeah so some of them got on boats and like was um, traveling to see like um where they can go and find people and like um make some type of trade system on the Nile river and see if there's more of the Nile river to go down and see who's staying there and like if they can you know travel and find someone to trade with and then like other people were like traveling by um cherry and horse and like they were bringing some products and stuff as well um I see that they were very scared to go, like, back up the river towards the other part that they left. They kind of felt like that was just gone. Um, that was, like, it. They were, like, they knew that place was, like, cursed after that. They are just like, nah, we're not going back that way. So let's go down further and see if there's more villages and people along the other side of the Nile River that we can trade with because they are just like, hell no, we're not going back up there. Like, it's like, don't walk backwards. Don't go back to what you know is horrible you know like they're just like nah they considered that like done yeah they were afraid that like if they went backwards it would like be cursed again so they're like fuck that shit um a lot of the hermits or like they were considered hermits like the people that were just shunned and stuck there they never have thought of this before so they went with them because it's like uh they needed to travel and see how things worked so it's like they were in a way like training them it's like on the job training and like oh this is how you trade you've never traded before okay well one of you guys you come with us and we'll show you how to make conversation with other cultures how to show them hey this is what we have this is what you have and trade back and forth and like you know have a marketing thing have a business so a lot of them like traveled with um the king and queen and like the people that came from the plague and um they showed them like how to be a successful um kingdom because it was like it's imbalance. we can't do everything you know we got to teach our people and it's like hands-on training type thing they never knew how to make material success. They never knew, like, how much to charge people. What is a fair trade? What's not a fair trade? The stuff we need in our kingdom versus stuff we don't need. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. So, they travel with them. Um, yeah. They also, I see that they came back with, like, a lot of things. They came back with new animals, like, some of the people that they went to, they traded, like, a horse for, like, oxen, so now they have ox, and it's, like, they might have came back with, like, a female, male ox, now they have more horses and oxen, so now they can, like, eat different meats on top of just, you know what I'm saying, like, of course you don't want to eat your fucking, uh, horses, but it's, like, um, their horses are reproducing, so they're able to be, like, oh, we'll trade you a baby pony, for this and we'll trade you that for that so it's like they came back and had ox they came back and had different like seeds for different plants um and then the neighboring places they had like gold that they've never seen before or they had like different things like that or it's like okay well you like these blankets we can make these and bring it to you once a month or something like that um some of these people had different types of dogs that they've never seen before um Yeah, just different things like that. So they were seeing, like, what that really looked like. Also, when they were going to trade, it was, like, these people were also, like, coming up on a new, um... These are all Egyptians, all Hebrews, but it's, like, they're all spread out. So it's, like, um, when they're finding these people, these people might have cobra snakes. And, like, they might have had a certain type of snake, pythons or something, and now you have a cobra. So it's, like, hmm we'll take that cobra you take this we'll take that you take this different stuff like that they're also um now that they're trading they're meeting people um being attracted to other people falling in love with them so now the um different tribes like i said there's 12 tribes of israels they're mixing together because it's like wow i was just being a merchant i just was supposed to go down here for my kingdom and stay out there at the market for a while trade them and then while you were in town somebody and you like were attracted to each other um, you're single they come back you're married and it's like oh now you have another way of life now that person's introducing their culture to this culture and it's just like it's just growth now so now the coin is starting to like move around more it happened really quick too it didn't take long to make money um, and the queen was like just very nurturing very caring um, there was a lot of peace um, restored, I see that, like, when they got exiled, a lot of this stuff was ruined, ruined, like, harmonious vibes, um, you know, things like that, they didn't know how to, like, love other people, they only, like, were circled around, like, a bunch of sadness, so it's like, they showed them, like, the way of the world, how things work, how to make money, how to, like, make friends, make new lovers, make new business partners, you know, stuff like that teach him how to read and write, um, bringing these other people's scrolls and information. They were able to see like elephants and like, you know, just different cultures. They're like, wow, we've never seen this before because um, they were just stuck in like hermit. Like they were just stuck as being exiled and they were scared to go to any other kingdom or they didn't even know there was any other kingdoms because of them just being stuck there for generations. There were some women, like, able to control snakes by flute or, like, belly dancing. Um, These women dressed differently. Some of them didn't cover up, like, where they came from in Egypt. They were, like, walking around topless. And it was just like, oh, wow, like, wow, this is different. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, a lot of differences in them. But it was, like, really beautiful because it was, like, the gods wanted them to experience this. um, Because it was, like, this is how things are really supposed to run. It was very beautiful. Um, And I see that, like, sometimes they would stumble upon a culture where the woman was, like, the one that um, they would have the answer to. Almost like Queen Sheba, where she was, like, the one that ran things. Um, She kept a hold over things. They were able to see different goats, like maybe rams. It wasn't just goats. It's, like, rams. Um, Different, like, big cats, lions, tigers, things like that. Um, <clears throat> different animals, different birds and stuff. So it was, like, really cool. I do see they um, they never would have experienced this if they didn't have a king and queen because it's like they just... they I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like they never experienced this type of stuff. So they will always bring one of the, like, hermits, I would say, that were exiled. They always brought them so that they can see. And another way this was happening is because it's like, this was also breaking curses because it's like that made the gods upset that they were there stuck for like hundreds of years not knowing any true beauty of the world and just stuck and afraid and without family without culture so it's like every time they just went out and took a simple trip it was actually breaking a curse traveling and experiencing and all that kind of stuff it gave them like a spark back in their lives a reason and a way to live a purpose basically yeah so they didn't have to like live in sorrow and feel like oh no we can't go here we can't go there like you know or they just thought the little place that they were in was all it was so this like in its own way was actually like healing and breaking curses them just simply putting them on the chariot with them around the boat with them and being like come on bro let's go let's let's go figure out and it's like they're used to seeing this type of stuff but the other people are not so yeah I'm gonna pause it here. Okay, my son just woke up, so I'm going to, um, try to get through this part, and then I'm going to probably make, like, a part two, or something like that. Um, But yeah, so I see that they didn't understand magic, craft, the occult knowledge, anything like that, Um, the gods, ceremonies, nothing like that. They never rode a horse before, so they brought a new way of life, a new change, um, culture, experiences and things like that, and all of these things were a way of healing so that they wouldn't be burdened by having to go through these plagues again the cosmos were very proud of them the land was very fertile during this time I see there was actually like grass and trees it wasn't just sand so I mentioned that before like um modern day Egypt and stuff is just a bunch of sand and stuff and it's because the land is cursed because not only did they do this digging up tombs, they've been digging up tombs for centuries, so that's a lot of curse, a lot of unfertile land because of them continuously doing these type of things. Mm -hmm. The gods led them to these people because um, it was time for a change with all of this stuff. I see they were able to, like, create a savings, or, like, they were able to save money now, because it was like before, it was like they just had a certain amount of money, um, that they had now they were making so much money they learned how to save and like what fortunes look like and remember how i mentioned when they do the um funerary process or like the embalming and tombs they had to learn all that too and they seem like you're supposed to be buried with your gold so it's more than just like um trading and all that kind of stuff to like make money to make the land rich and to invest in more buildings and temples and stuff. It's bigger than that. It's more so like also people everybody needs enough gold to have in their um tomb so that they can be born into success in the next lifetime. Um she taught them like herbology and um healing things like that. How also like taking care of your plants, nature garden Um, how to make wine, how all these type of things can also be healing for certain purposes. These certain tinctures, like I said, were meant for, like, um, curing PTSD and stuff. She didn't just keep that knowledge within herself. She taught other females and things like that how to um, make these things, how to um, do this type of stuff. She also taught her two daughters. They brought this to other places. So if people were going through sadness and depression for their own reasons, if men were, like, having erectile dysfunction she had like a little bit of something for everything the neighboring place that they um went to there was a queen she was running everything it was like i don't know it was it was a little different how they ran things in this neighboring kingdom that they were visiting to trade with it was like a female that was the trade or like the female that was the head of things it wasn't like i don't think she had a male I don't know. For some reason, she's giving me Queen of Sheba vibes. So, hold on. Let me look up something real quick. King Saul. Ethiopia. So, they traveled to Ethiopia and they were trading with them. But, like, what? This is present-day Yemen in Ethiopia. And, like, the southern... Arabian kingdom. So they were like, kind of like deep. I'm not gonna hold you. But I'm trying to figure out. Okay. So around this time, there was a philosopher from Egypt that was going down there and they were like exchanging information with the Queen of Sheba. I knew this. I knew this. Okay. Um... i'm also seeing that like in the bible it mentions this a little bit but it was like there are people traveling from jerusalem so i don't know if this is what they were calling that area jerusalem or not i don't really know what they were calling it back then but um they were in and they were trading with south uh southern arabian kingdoms and today in today's time on the map it will be yemen and ethiopia so the queen the head of everything there was women so in egypt it was like men and women there it was the queen of sheba and she was the one in charge it wasn't really like it's like she could have had multiple partners she didn't really just have a king it's like whatever um traditions that they believed in they had multiple um partners she had multiple partners yeah i see she she could have like slept alone she didn't like have a she didn't have a man Um, even what I remember back in a past life of my own as being King Solomon, um, she came and she traveled to like King Solomon's land and like gave him a baby and like left him, like got pregnant and like left him with the baby and went back to her kingdom. So it was like, she was kind of like cutthroat like that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't believe in like, it's like the woman King almost. That was a good movie, by the way, if you guys want to watch that, that was a really good movie. But she was like a woman King and she had an abundance she was fertile she could have had babies with other people um she was all about her money um and there was a certain philosopher that was coming from egypt and trading her information and knowledge for gold coins abundance she had an abundance of money so it was like um the trade went really well because They were able to get different types of gold they were able to get like whatever they created in gold there it could have been different from egyptian gold or just the artifacts and things that they made could have been different as well she's never um seen lions and stuff like that she could have had a different form of big cats she never had a domesticated cat before so they were like you know bringing in different things like that she could have been riding like elephants she was riding, like, elephants and, like, different animals like that. So, it was, like, um, these are different people. She didn't... Yeah, I'm saying, damn, that's deep. They ran into King Queen Sheba. she didn't have an actual lover. She had many lovers, but they didn't rule the kingdom with her. It was just her. She made decisions by herself. She didn't have to consult anybody for that. Yeah. She mourned um, a lot of losses. Like, she um, was in control of, like, the war. So, she had to, like... Um, go through a lot of things. If things were imbalanced, she would maybe hang them or kill them, um, chop off their heads. Like, she was, like, really cutthroat. She made a lot of decisions based off, like, her spirit. But she didn't have, like, a king and, you know, like a king and a queen to balance that energy off of. It was just, like, her. So I'm seeing some of the Egyptian um, stories that are written about their travels to these other places and merchants and stuff. Queen of Sheba is mentioned in this. I don't know if they were... um, If they're able to tell this in the tombs. But this is like there. It's there. Or it could be on like a papyrus or a scroll somewhere. That they have trading and dealings with the Queen of Sheba. Um, They showed her chariots. She had a different way of doing things. People would carry her around everywhere. She would either like... You know how you see um, people have like this fancy thing that sits on top of the elephant and it's like they sit on top of this throne that's on top of the elephant but it's like fancy and there's like pillows and stuff in there or it's like if they didn't have it that way she had a bunch of strong men like carry her throne um, and she would just sit on the throne and they would like carry her around everywhere so like her feet really didn't have to touch the ground if she didn't want to like. She was very worshipped, and then she's running into people where it's like the women kind of got down and dirty in the garden. It was healing and doing all this type of stuff, so it was like two totally different lifestyles. She was the queen of Sheba. but she didn't have to do much at all. She just called shots, um, took charge. She um, rarely gave out gifts. Ah, they had peasantry or classism there as well, but it's like they're not there to be like, oh, don't do this because it's like they could have believed in different gods. So they weren't trying to be like, um, you know, run your country this way because it's like that's that's kind of bad for business. That's your business for your people. You're already used to doing it in a certain way. But the philosopher did share the story, um, the, third, uh, the 12th dynasty plague with her. She got it, and she was not trying to hear that. I'm not going to hold you. (laughs) She was not trying to hear that. She did not have a seer. She didn't have a psychic or anything like that. She didn't really work with anybody. She just called the shots. Um, If she wanted to travel and, like, um, get with somebody, she'll get with somebody of richness that's balling, that's rich, that has her own kingdom. As a man, she'll sleep with them, bear them a baby, and then leave them with that baby. Yeah, so she didn't even raise her own kids. She has kids that are um, in other places, that were brought up in other places with other cultures. And, yeah, I'm not going to hold you. She could have, like, maybe, like, nine or ten kids that she's never had to raise. The men had to raise them, and she would leave them, and they wouldn't even be able to, like, raise them as a family Um, in her kingdom. It was like, no, I'm the Queen of Sheba. I'm not about to sit here and breastfeed no damn baby. I'm about to pop this baby out. Keep it pushing. Here you go. That's your treat. You're worthy. You know, you're worthy enough to have a kid with me. Raise my kid upright, And that was just it. Yeah, she's cutthroat, bro. Um, This is filthy. She um, didn't have boats or anything like that. Like, they kind of did things very differently. They traveled by, like, elephant or something like that. I'm also seeing, like, for the first time, she was introduced to, like, horses and um, chariots and things like that. She didn't know how to ride a horse. She didn't really care about that either. She didn't care about learning about that because she's like, no, I like doing things my way. But she did kind of pay attention to what they were saying throughout the plagues. She just, she's like, man, that's not going to happen to me because she doesn't believe in our gods. So she didn't believe the plagues would happen to her. She was cutthroat, bro. She was a little cold hearted or like people thought she was a little cold hearted because of how she ran her place. She didn't keep people held captive um if they didn't listen to her they didn't believe in what she said she would uh jesus christ um if if people disagree with her she would like kill them she didn't have prisoners and shit like that she would just like killed them yeah she had very noble, like noble um warriors at her side that that like was at her beck and call for anything she wanted so other people did the trade for her she would just oversee it and make sure things were traded when they came when the Egyptians came to Queen of Sheba and that like southern Arabian area um, they brought new snakes they brought her the story of the 12th plague so that she could learn they brought her um, different things about you know their gods and things like that um, how to heal um, you know gold um, money, um, trinkets, things like that. Um, different herbs, flowers, seeds and stuff so that they can help heal through whatever diseases or um, mental illnesses or anything like that. She um she accepted their gifts but she was very stuck in her way. She didn't want to change anything like that. She kinda of felt like um that's y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like they believed in different guys. So she was kinda of like that's y'all. That's that's what you believe in. My gods that I believe in, if she believed in any gods, it wasn't like that. She was like, nah, I'm good. So when they left, um, she was able to see like, oh, okay, cool. Like, sometimes you guys may travel here. You might travel there. They could have brought maps or they could have started to map out areas. Like, this is where we are. We travel down this way, down the river. So they could have started to draw maps and stuff like that and they were able to see things a little bit more, they shared this with her, or she could have had maps and shared it with them. Something like that. She could have taught them like Arabic because like um, the maps were written in another language. I know from studying um, cultural history, the first maps were written in Arabic. So it's like they're speaking Hebrew, she's speaking Arabic. So there was like a speech difference, but she was very like, she barely would leave her place and when she did it was like only to benefit herself yeah um they dress different sometimes in certain areas it got colder so they provided them with like different things like that like they could have been in the southern part so it's like um it would get colder there so they're not used to that they're used to heat and the sun got raw heating up everything they're used to wearing sandals and flip-flops and stuff so they were seeing different like seasons She provided them with, like, different blankets or, like, even, like, um, clothing that would keep them warm. Boots or shoes or, like, you know, something that's not, like, sandals and flip-flops like they were wearing in Egypt so that they can stay cool. She had a different way of um, um, preserving the dead. Of course, they had, like, mummification and tombs and stuff. She had a different way of preserving the dead. I'm not really sure what that is. I would have to look into that, but I just see, like when she would kill people they had just a different way of preserving the dead um nobody dared to cross her because like she would take anybody out for like looking at her wrong she was like very like cutthroat bro i'm not gonna hold you so like (laughs) i'm like why do i feel like this is queen of sheba so on their travels some of their merchants actually um ran upon her not ran upon her but it's like you know they stumbled upon her kingdom in south arabia and um And, like, yeah, they just got to experience what the Queen of Sheba was like. And, like, came back with, like, stories from her, um, maps, different things like that. And then, like, um, they left her some stuff about how their cultures ran and things like that. And, like, what happened in the previous dynasty and trying to warn her. But she was just like, eh, that ain't gonna happen to me. I don't believe in plagues. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. These are not my people. So, yeah <laughs> that took a turn I wasn't expecting that so I don't know what the fuck they say in Google and stuff but seeing it's happening with Nefertiti's energy her parents energy um, coming straight from the 12th dynasty going into the 13th dynasty this is when Nefertiti was actually born her and her sister her parents brought all this culture and love and um, changes to the way they were living as Egyptians um they were trading and doing a bunch of stuff with a bunch of different cultures. They helped the people that were in exile, you know, come out of that. And also, they just stumbled upon uh, Ethiopia and Yemen area where Queen of Sheba was. And she was like, boom, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess they would call them like Allah. I don't know if they called them Allah back in the day, but they had different gods, different names for their gods, um, different language um, how they would write things, how they would speak, things like that, um, just a lot of different culture, like, the way they would dress, um, their funerary process, their dead, you know, the respecting the dead, everything was very different, um, she didn't believe in having no damn pharaoh on her side, no king, she was like, fuck that shit, if I want sex, I'll go out and travel for it, and stumble upon a king, and he gotta be worthy enough, ball enough for me to leave him a kid, and that's my present to him. You feel me? She just felt like, well, my presence is a present. So you lucky if I sleep with you and give you a kid. And if I do, I'm out of here. You got to raise that kid. So I'm not going to hold you to Queen of Sheba. can have like nine, ten kids out there from different cultures that like the um, Arabic, Ethiopian energy is like mixed in with other cultures because of her. And when she would travel, she would come with everybody. It's like, okay, if we're going to leave, we're going to travel. There's probably some people making sure everything stays good on her land. But she's going to travel with warriors. She's going to not let her feet touch the ground. She's going to travel by elephant. And when she get off the elephant, they're going to bring her to this, like, a six-man. You know how, like, people carry your body in a casket and it's, like, all these men carrying you? It's like that, but she's on her throne. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people throwing roses and shit. Like, it's just, like, very extravagant. <laughs> so, yeah, They were like, what the heck is this? We ain't never seen this shit before. So, yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to pause it here, and that's going to be the end of episode one for this. We'll probably do number two either later on or um, tomorrow because my son just woke up and um, while he's doing his little potty. We're potty training. While he's doing his little potty break, um, I want to hurry up and finish this so that I can um, get him some food and stuff. So, that's all I got (laughs) for right now. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. Peace.